This week on the Tall Chief Cigar Circle podcast, we're going to go over some notable smokes from the week. Carl and I have been ripping rockets all week, as you know, and a few of those stuck out. We're going to tell you about those. Cohiba coming on the block with a new core line cigar. That's right. This thing is going to be available into the future, not just a limited edition here. You're going to want to come in and try one of those. And Lee Graves from Christoph Cigars stops by to tell us about some of his cigar experiences. This is a really cool guy, very attractive, if I might say so myself. Good looking dude, and he's got a bunch of cigar knowledge, so you're gonna wanna stay tuned for that interview. All of that coming at you right now. So cut it, light it, let's go. guys, welcome to episode 8 of the Tall Chief Cigar Cigar Circle Podcast. As always, it's your boy Carl, here with my buddy, my smoking partner, my business partner, my confidant, my friend, everything except my lover, Dave. My title keeps growing every week. <laughs> <laughs> There's like another another title added each time. I, I love just, it. I just, you know, I riff it, and then if I could think of a fun, my, if I could think of a fun name for like buddy or like a partner of some kind... But like not like a not one that makes people wonder because we've had enough people wonder. We've had enough. We've had enough, <laughs> we've had enough people wonder about this our status, our relationship status since we uh, maybe since before we got here. It's good to have a little bit of mystery. It's you know? good. To, it's we walk the line pretty good. You know, it's a razor thin line, and I think we do okay. We we bicker, we come back together, yeah. we hug it out. Yeah. Maybe we are. Maybe we just are married. Oh, wait a second. I don't know. You know, no, I'm doing good though. I've got, I've got my coffee here. I'm a, I've got a fine Brazilian Maduro in my hand. And you know, just a quick thing about coffee pairing. Uh, you know, what you want to do with, especially with coffees, is accidentally drop a little bit of ash in your coffee and then just like stir wow. it right in there casually as if you meant to do it. You look big brain. Yeah. It's a big brain yeah. play. Yeah, which is exactly what happened. But right before you walked in, <laughs> I accidentally dropped a bit of ash in my coffee and just like, I was like, I'm going to go with it. How's it going? Yeah, it's, you know, unnoticeable. So. <laughs> <laughs> it did nothing for me. So Dave and I were talking before the podcast. We're gonna, I'm going to give you a look into the artistic process of creating this podcast, right? <laughs> this, is how it, this is how it's worked so far. This is episode eight. Wow. Yeah, which, um, which bi-weekly means we've been doing this for four months now, right? Uh, yeah. At yeah. the end of January, we did one, Yeah, I believe. So, like, in the beginning, we were very, uh, you know, I'm a planner. I'm a big planner, mm-hmm. and I, like, have an idea of a way things want to go. And then, like, I'm like, oh, man, I listen to podcasts all the time. This is how it should be. And as we record more and do more and like get more ideas the plan has just kind of started to like Dave will get in at 11 and we'll just rip into it at 12 mm-hmm. and um, what I've noticed is the interviews are always great Dave and I's discourse is great kind of sounds like an advertisement for the store though which is cool mm-hmm. we're promoting our store but um, Dave and I kind of want it to be more of just like a candid bullshitting kind of conversation that you'd have over having a cigar mm-hmm. uh, so you're probably going to notice through this episode and hopefully future episodes, that it's just a lot more casual. We're probably not gonna mention in-store stuff so much because we hammer you guys 
with that on social media. We're going to – a lot of this is going to be trying to be a comedic. Not like intentionally comedic, but just like here's the two guys you know bullshitting. It's like a little bit more personal. It's not like, you know, maybe maybe a one or two less, and I'm guilty of this. It's, it's CAO, but the yeah. Red Chiefs, the guy, right. you know, yeah, like, exactly. uh, it's cool. You guys know that, but, like, we want to do, like, just more anecdotal shit. And, like, my problem is that sometimes I'm afraid to dog a cigar, but I'm going to dog, you know, I'm going to dog, I'm going to dog shit. Dogs, it's, I'm just going to dog dogs shit. Dogs got to be a dog. You yeah, know? I, I am the big dog. Yeah. And this is the big dog's yard, yeah. and I have to dog a cigar if I don't like it. And, uh, you know, it's the point of it is we're going to try to be a little bit less buttoned up. Yeah. I think, you know, we're not going to be cursing every 10 seconds and shit like that. But, like, at the same time, it's meant to be fun. You guys know the promos already. Yeah. We'll slip them in here and there. Whatever. Um, right. And, is, and, and, that the, and that this way, you know, what we really want ultimately for the experience of the listener to be is sort of as if, you know, you were to just come and sit down in the lounge and have one with us, you know, and that's kind of the vibe that that we're going for with this. So we'll, we'll try to keep that rolling. But anyway, we do have a few bullet points uh, laid out for you guys for this week. You know, we we smoke a lot. Uh, you guys smoke a lot. If you're listening to this podcast right now, you're probably a pretty big fan of cigars. And so we would love to, you know, just talk about some notable smokes that we've had this week, something, mm-hmm. anything that stuck out and um you know, I've got a I've got a short list here. I'm pretty sure Carl's got a pretty pretty good list as well. Huh. Yeah, my first one. I'm I'm just gonna jump in here with a cigar that uh, the reason it stuck out to me was when it first came on the market. It was um, it was advertised to me not by not by the company but by others who had smoked it as like this is gonna be really strong. It's gonna be really full bodied. And what what I actually got from it was something just like amazingly smooth and full flavored, but medium body was fantastic cigar. Anyway, it's the CAO Zocalo, Mm. um, man, that thing really, if, if earthy, smooth, rich cigars are your cup of tea, then you want to try the CAO Zocalo. That's uh, that's the first one on my list for this week. I was like so pleasantly surprised by that thing. Yeah, you know that's the mystery one you gave me a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. And in the so it, specifically in like the larger Vitolas too. So mm. the Toro or the Gordo, both of them, um, the extra girth on on it just like mellows it out in a really nice way. Yeah, I remember yeah. when we when we had that uh grand opening thing the grand opening party yes yes and we were giving out zocalos and put in robusto and people were like oh my god this thing is a fucking rocket yeah you know and then uh i had the one like a week a week ago maybe or no no no. it was when you gave me the the mystery cigar was the zocalo and i was like well this is like a san andreas but i don't think i think i described it as not being like terribly full Mm. so like i do feel i do feel the same way and that cigar, uh, it's not a cigar that I've smoked a lot of. Right. It's really not a surprise to me that I couldn't guess it. But, um, you know, it stuck out from, like, other CAO cigars. It really did. Yeah. And with the, the thing with that one, too, and I think this is true of, like, a lot of San Andreas Maduros, a lot of just darker wrappers in general, is, like, the longer they sit around, sort of the smoother and more... Uh, balanced they become and we happen to have a 
uh, you know, a bunch of those mm-hmm. Zocalos that had been here for a little while. Yeah. And sort of that's what drew me over to it was like, you know what, I bet this thing is going to bang right now. And it was like buttery smooth and there's just so much earthiness in it, which, you know, we were talking about this last week. Like I've noticed my palate really changing a lot over the last couple of months and I'm trying to like identify the cigar that I was smoking when I realized it was happening to me. Um, but, and I, I don't know if I've done that, but what I have done is identified that like what I'm really after right now is different than what I was after a few, a couple of months ago. And it's like this, this, yeah, this dark, smooth, earthy Maduros are like what I, what I want. Yeah. I've noticed that in you too. Yeah. Um, yeah. cause the joke forever was like broadleaf Dave, mm-hmm. right? Right. Like, Oh, it's a broadleaf. Give it a Dave. Uh, somebody comes in, asks for a broadleaf cigar. Yeah. Well, I don't know shit about <laughs> yeah. that. I'm going to pass them off to yeah. Dave. Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, and now I see Dave pick up, uh, you know, what's a good example of a Santa, an under, uh, uh, a blackened. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. And Dave that, didn't yeah. realize you were a Metallica guy. Kind of snuck one past <laughs> me. Turns out, you know, there's so many things I'd rather listen to than Metallica, <laughs> like my own hand in a garbage disposal. That <laughs> day. <laughs> Sorry to everybody out there that I offend, but I would rather hear myself writhing in pain. Uh, Dude, it just reminds me of so many times we've been in the car and I'll put mm. put some heavy <laughs> heavy music on and just like. Yes, this is so great for me. Thank you so much. Yeah, so no, people who don't know, Dave and I used to live together yeah. and drive here together every morning, which was a great idea for about three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, so the rule was whoever drove the car controlled the music. So basically it's my car, it's my music. And I knew what I was getting into with this with this friggin' arrangement because, uh, you know, um, <laughs> people who don't know about Dave, Dave was a touring musician. Dave's very musically talented. However, when you look at Dave, you would not figure him to be into men screaming loudly. <laughs> <laughs> and much to my much to my delight, uh, Dave is into some funky stuff, but also a lot of screamy. Yeah, yeah. Screaming, rah, 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 you know, like 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 really hardcore metal. Yeah, uh, and you guys know me. I work out. I you know I do that. Things that would lend themselves to being into that kind of thing, and right. I'm just not. Right. Uh, you know, I like a good I like a good '90s hip hop song. I like a good podcast. I like uh, uh, songs from Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Like uh, like uh, Goldfinger like, and friggin' uh, Rage Against the Machine, Suicide Machine. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, the point of it is, I've been listening to the same songs for I'm gonna be 32, <laughs> probably 28 years. Goldfinger, <laughs> yeah, here in your bedroom, you know, like that kind of that kind of Blink 182 light oh. shit, you know. So uh, that's good. That lasted for a, a couple weeks, and then I think Dave was really feeling himself one day after work, and I just hear like "spill the blood" on the other side, you know, like <laughs> shit like that. And I'm like, "Okay, bud, uh, yeah. plan's <laughs> over. You got to move out." Yeah, also, right, right. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know how we got here, but that's uh, it's just another it's just another example of how um, how different Carl and I really are. Like we're we're very very different dudes, and 
as it relates back to cigars, we have very, very different palates. Yeah. This is, though, a point in our favor if you are looking for a couple of guys to get you recommendations for your next favorite cigar. Like, I've always we've thought got, that. We've got the whole, we've got the whole place covered. You know I've always saying? thought yeah. that. I've always thought that, like, if you want a guy who has no defined taste, who will just pick <laughs> up anything and find something good about it, yeah, yeah. for the most part, mm-hmm. you come to me. But if you want a guy who's going to give you, um, like, a zeroed-in, borderline, an analytical kind of, you know, yeah. Yeah. he's a nerd. Yeah. Love him. Mm-hmm. And his intellect is part of, is what fills in my gap because I am just your <laughs> textbook slab of meat, you know. Dave's the guy. He's going to break it down for you. He's going to tell you how it's grown, what it tastes like, what you could expect. Dave knows the guts of the cigars, and that's a place where I I struggle with that. I can just tell you I smoked it. Here's what I got. Um, here's why it's good. And here's why it's why, not so yeah, good. And that's what a lot of guys need and what a lot of guys are looking for. That's why we've got we've got all the bases covered here at yeah. Tall Chief. So yeah. one let me let me run one more cigar past you guys sure. real quick though, which was Take your time. Uh, we got a cu- we very lucky to have received a couple of samples of the new West Tampa tobacco mm. red label. Mm. Uh, this is if if you guys have tried the other uh, West Tampa offerings to date, there's a couple of different, very different Habano cigars. They they call the first one the white the white label. West Tampa is like a they call it like a yeah some kind of a light Habano wrapper. It looks like almost like Connecticut Shade. It's not. It's it's um, an Ecuador Habano. It's it's like a they called it. What did they call it? Is that it? right? I don't know. I'm not sure exactly which where it was grown. It's a Habano wrapper. They call it like a light. They called it light Habano. We're uh. gonna look that up right now. But um, anyway, there's the white, the white series, the black series, which is a much darker Habano wrapper. And now this. Th- then there was the attic series, San Andreas. Right. Um, the new red series uses the same wrapper as the attic. Right. It's got the same wrapper on it. Slightly different blend of Nicaraguan tobaccos. I smoked this thing in the Gordo 660. The result was one of the mildest, full-flavored cigars I've ever had. Mm-hmm. It was it was awesome. Um, it was early in the day, wasn't exactly on a full stomach. Had a little snack for breakfast or whatever, and then I lit this thing up, and it was like just awesome. And for a morning cigar, you know, a lot of body for for me and my palate. Like that's not that's not always a good mixture on an empty stomach right but full flavor is what we all want like right. that's always what you want right right and this I, thing just really walked the line like that it was it was awesome it was the mildest full flavor cigar i'd ever had it's a good lesson and like maybe sometimes you get away from the size you normally have because like when i see a gordo i think no and it's not a good it's not a good it's not a good way to think right um, right some cigars, they're the best version of them are are in a gordo. You really don't know till you try it. And uh, you know, when I got the sample, I was a little bit bummed in the beginning. Without like, it was like whenever I get a, a sample of something, I always say to myself, Ugh, "Too bad it's a gordo," you know, which is not terrible. It's our most popular size in the store, bar none. Right, right. But I just have frequently noticed that I that the experience is different as I go up in size. Mm-hmm. Which is why I I love a good Toro or a nice like 50 ring Toro yeah. just tastes so good to yeah. me. 6 by 50 Toro is the perfect size. Even like a Corona Gorda, like a fat Corona 
just uh, like I get, I just get it so much better. Right. So like I'm looking at the Gordo and I'm like, I'm hyped as shit for the cigar, because like Ricky makes a great cigar. He's planning on coming up here. The guy, the brand has taken off since it came out last May. It's an every, it's a everyday cigar for somebody who could really afford it. They taste fucking great. Attic was awesome. Let's do it. What Dave says is bang on, 100%. Yeah. We have the exact same similar experience. I would call it like a mild medium Yeah. in that size. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. It was like there was like no – there was nothing harsh. There was no bite. There was no pepper. Right. There was no right. – like it was just pleasant. Totally. Like that's the way I could put it. Um, but it still tasted but like got, a San Andreas, right? Like yeah, you could, the flavor yeah. was in there, right? And that yeah. was what I liked the most about yeah. it is like maybe if I had this cigar in a Robusto size – um, it would be too strong, right. and I wouldn't be able to really like glean all that right. off the cigar. Right. And uh, so that was cool. Like that was a good reminder, and it also really helped that that cigar was fantastic. And we can't wait to try all three of them and see how the experience goes. I feel like Toro might be perfect. Mm-hmm. I feel like that six by fifty four Toro might just be yeah. Perfect. You're right. But I'm going to try that one first, and then we'll kind of compare and contrast that's and awesome. see what's up. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. So this is a new release from West Tampa Tobacco. Um, they've been killing it so far, and this new one is going to be no different. And those are uh, shipping like this week, I think, right? Uh, this week, They're shipping week. this week. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So You were right, by the way, about the white label. Ecuadorian Habano Light Pink, they call it. Huh. Yeah, that's the, yeah, I knew, what they call I, that leaf. I, I thought I remember seeing... Ecuador. Ecuadorian, yeah. yeah, cool. So I'm gonna get into mine, but first, why don't we throw it over to Dominican Dave and see what he's smoking this week? What maybe uh, get his number one pick for you guys? If you're, you know, we're getting toward that good weather, getting toward that summer heat. Let's see what Dave's got for you. So Dominican Dave and his cigar of the week. Mi gente, que lo que Dominican Dave cigar of the week. I got you something good, baby, for today. I got you. Padron 64, robust, full of flavor, just like me. Come pick one right here in Tall Chief Cigars. Hey, big thanks to Dominican Dave for giving us his Cigar of the Week. It's been uh, a lot of fun watching uh, Dominican Dave get into the world of cigars with yeah. us since he started with us about 14 months ago. Um, you know, obviously you guys could tell his palate's expanding because he... Uh, has gone from you know the a flavored cigar all the way up to uh, you know to a sober mesa great mm-hmm. great cigar with a little mm-hmm. flavored cap and now he's just jumped completely <laughs> over to uh, Padron sixty four right. so right which is uh, you know that cigar is for cigar fans right like you got to be you got to be a fan of premium cigars to really understand and appreciate the Padron sixty four. And our boy Dave is getting there. He's, he's getting there. He's working on it. And I'm I'm proud to say that I watched him smoke this cigar. And just the look of joy on his face uh, to me was <laughs> <laughs> a bright spot in an otherwise very rainy, shitty uh, couple weeks here. Yeah, it's been a rough it's been a rough patch. Right? Um, for yeah. this for this segment we have a live audience here. We got Paul, Joe, and Jeff here hanging out smoking a cigar with us. Uh, as I get into some of the new things that I've smoked since you guys last heard us. Dave got into the sample of the West Tampa Red that we both smoked. Mm-hmm. It's going to be an amazing cigar, very popular. We have it coming here in every size. You've heard enough about that. I'm here to tell you about the sample of the Oliva Helping Hands Foundation cigar that I was able to smoke. 
Uh, if you haven't already heard, this is a cigar that Oliva created to um, kind of drive money toward building schools for children in Nicaragua. Um, it's just an awesome cause, but you know, you're here to hear about the cigar. I got my hands on a sample from Josh. We're going to have this cigar here May 18th. will be the only store, to my knowledge, in the country that's able to sell it between the 18th and the 24th. And then at that point, I think it starts getting released at other events mm-hmm. around the country. Every rep chose one location. We got chosen. Big thanks to Josh. This cigar is, it comes in one size in a six count box. It's a Milanio blend. So the, the tobacco inside the cigar is the Milanio blend tobacco. Obviously, the size variation differentiates it from mm-hmm. the Milanio. It's got its own unique wrapper and its own unique uh, um, label. I don't recall right now what the wrapper was. Maybe you could check on that for me. But anyway, yeah, it comes in a Corona Gorda. It's a 6 by 46 probably my favorite size to try a cigar. I just think the flavor of a smaller ring cigar is just so concentrated and nice. And you're just able to really see like the true blend of the sometimes like we pre- we touched on it earlier when you have a gordo sized cigar it's very hard to um really get a, a grasp of what the flavor is just because like there's a lot of filler in there and it's such a it's a longer experience it's not as intense um and dave and i kind of explain the benefits of smoking a gordo sized a big ring cigar if you don't do that often because it's a noticeable change from uh what you might otherwise normally experience mm-hmm. in a, uh, you know, a Robusto, a Corona, things like that. So mm-hmm. anyway, this cigar was, I'd say it's like a medium body. It's like Milanios, I feel like are pretty full and they have a little bit of punch to them. Um, but then again, I only smoke those really in Robusto. The cigar is fantastic. It's not going to break the bank. It's a great way to try something that's like very rare and very exclusive. Uh, but it's just a fantastic cigar. It comes in a six count box, so it's super affordable. Um, but it's one meant to share. This is not going to be a cigar you smoke on the way to work or, you know, if you're kind of doing yard work. This is not what this is for. This is right. a special experience cigar. Um, like I said, when you're going to be able to find all across the country eventually, uh, probably at your biggest and most popular cigar store. Uh, but as far as May 18th, it'll be here. Um, and here as, only. And here only. Yeah. Uh, I got a lot of cedar, a lot of cream. Uh, there was no pepper to this thing, which was for that point in the day, it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a great after-dinner cigar. I could see it, it. I had a coffee with it, and you know, I'm not like a guy that drinks a lot of like bourbon or whiskey and things like that. So I don't really do a lot of pairing in that realm, but I could see it playing nicely because it's just a really smooth... I don't like the word smooth. I feel like it's overused a lot, but that's the <laughs> best way I could yeah. really describe it. Yeah. Um, well, it, I can't it, wait for you to try it. Half Wheel has the the information up here um, that it is, in fact, like like the original Milano blend. It's an Ecuadorian Sumatra, but Oliva calls this one a light Sumatra wrapper. So it might it might appear a little bit lighter in color than the regular Serie V Milano. And uh, yeah, six by forty six Grand Corona. Yeah, the size was so good, dude. Yeah. The draw was great. The constructive burn was perfect. I took a nice picture of it. Um, I'm so excited to share that with everybody here on that night. Kicking off our bike night season two, which we didn't even talk about. Uh, live live music, food, drink, everything that you're going to want. So Cigar season is upon us. I've, let's hope, dude. It's coming. You know, it's coming. Let's hope. A um, couple yeah. other brands that I've had a lot of that are not represented in our humidor that mm-hmm. I thought were very good. A couple weeks ago, uh, a cigar broker named Brian, who handles our region, came in, gave me a bunch of samples 
and a couple for a new brand that he represents called Big Sky Cigars. They're based in Montana. Mm. Um, we met these guys at PCA yeah. last year. Yeah, yeah. Just a bunch of outdoorsy, burly-looking dudes. Um, they, <laughs> that's just, you know, they they could squash me, you know. Yeah. Uh, bunch of burly-looking guys that like, wow, like this guy, this guy cooks animals he kills. Yeah. Like that was the vibe, <laughs> which was which is badass. That's not me. That's pretty cool, though. Uh, I feel like these guys are going to make a badass cigar. Uh, a lot of the PCA samples I gave out to people who came in over the summer just because, I don't know. I just know you guys know me. Nobody likes giving shit away more than me. So we gave a lot, a lot of that stuff out. I got some more samples from Brian. And this brand, I've had three of them so far. One was the Bitterroot. It's a Habano. One was a Green Label, which I think could have been it wasn't a connecticut i think it could have been like a like a cameroon maybe and then i had one that's really small it's called the mad minnow hmm. it looks like a fishing lure it's like it's like a three and a half by like 42 it's oh. like so small it looks like a it looks like a little fishing lure and uh they come in a tackle box with fi- actual fishing lures so it's bad it's bad it's a badass cool. it's a badass cigar Cigar was awesome on the way. I had like maybe two of them, so I had. By the way, sorry, Dave, you weren't here, so I took the. I, yeah, I had to smoke. You them. know, I yeah. understand. I understand. <laughs> My bad. It happens, dude. So, um, so that cigar was awesome. I don't know how much it will cost, but I would look to. I would I would look at Big Sky going forward, maybe mm. after PCA, because yeah. they. I think they fit like the like the the customer base out here yeah, i think the idea yeah. of a little tackle box that you could have lures in with your cigars is pretty is pretty cool the most important part is for me the the, the takeaway was i'm a habano guy i smoked that bitter root and that was textbook great habano cigar mm-hmm. you know it immediately it's got that baking spice kind of flavor it's medium full it's perfect at the end of a day after you've eaten something um yeah, I was just very impressed with that cigar. It was memorable. It stuck in my head. Always things I look for. I would look for that brand, especially um, another one that I had that we're going to actually get at the Humidor by United Cigar. So United Cigar is a brand that we've had in the Humidor in the past, and uh, it didn't didn't take off the way we wanted to. They required a lot of hand selling, a lot of pushing, so we just kind of let it fall by the wayside. However, we noticed a lot of guys that shop at our store like a really big ring cigar, sometimes too big. Mm. You know, Asylum 880s are very popular. Uh, eight, six, or 80 by 6 is popular, 770, all that. Yeah. It flies. So uh, Brian came in and he gave me this cigar called the High Tower. It's made by Jose Dominguez, who has his own line of really popular cigars in the United Catalog. Uh, this thing was big. It was a 6 by 70 Whoa. And I'm like, it's a torpedo wow. too. Whoa. So it's like everything that I don't, enjoy right in a cigar but you know a couple <laughs> a couple weeks ago i uh i was in the garage and i was sick of doing yard work or whatever the hell we were doing and i'm like it was like 45 so i'm like i'm just gonna grab something and just try it and whatever if i throw it i throw it dude i had two of them that weekend and wow. this cigar is gonna be under five bucks it was it was excellent yeah and he was surprised when i called him and i was just like dude that cigar was pretty that was pretty nice yeah. yeah it was just I think it's a Corojo wrapper uh, it was just man it was like interesting and it just kept my attention the whole time and uh, it burned really well 
that's, that's an accomplishment at that size. I know. You know, like a I know. 70 ring, 6 by 70 like, to have it actually burn correctly. Yeah, like, for a less expensive cigar, it yeah. was, like, it was it was awesome. Right. I think everybody here is going to love it. That's right. one that we I did order for us. I know. It only comes in, like, 60 by 6, 60 by 7, uh, 70 by – it only comes in huge sizes. Yeah. So yeah. it was a great cigar. I think guys here are going to love it. It's going to be a really nice – that's a really nice golf cigar. Right. Like, that's going to be a really nice golf cigar right. for a lot of people, right. and I'm excited about it, and it's going to be dirt cheap. Um, what else have I gotten into? Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, and then uh, two weeks ago, we saw our buddy Nick Goss, right? And he mm. came in, and Dave and I are always looking to bring in three, four cigars of just, like, brands that we have heard about, that we like, that people might not have tried yet, you know, yeah. whatever. Uh, Cavalier, Cavalier Genève cigars, right? Nice, yeah. Uh, and also Black Label Trading Company, two brands that Nick reps that are uh, that Dave and I have had them before. They're really nice. Not a lot of marketing goes into them. Not a lot of push goes into them. But they're just brands in Nick's catalog that he has. Some of you might have heard about the Green Hornet and the Killer Bee from Black Label Trading. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah. Small cigar. It's a small cigar. It's not going to be one you sit with for an hour and a half. But for that forty-five minutes, tons of flavor, great burn. Nice, medium, full profile. Uh, also great with a coffee. You know, a lot of my cigars go with coffee. I don't really get too more, much more adventurous than that. Um, they get creative with the, with the craftsmanship and the presentation, too. Like, the way that this thing looks, just pulling it out of the cellophane. Yeah, you know, little, the, like, candela wrapper scrap around the end. Right, just to like, exactly. Yeah. When you can tell, too, when you have it, like, when you are, like, holding it in your mouth, just pulling on yeah. it, like, passively, it's like, oh... It's like a it's like mild on your lips, but the smoke is is like a fuller experience, yeah, which yeah. is kind of cool. That's nice. Yeah. Uh, so the Killer Bee and the Green Hornet by Black Label are awesome. Uh, you know they're going to be a little pricey right. for a smaller cigar, but you really get what you pay for. It's kind of like uh, you know we introduced the Cloud Hopper from Warped a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. That one's taken off as being really popular, even being in a small Corona size. Awesome cigar there. But going back to Cavalier, um, the black and the white. Uh, two Honduran cigars. Um, they're very identifiable because you, you might have seen them on the market. They don't have a label per se. They have a gold, an edible gold plate right? Uh, where a label would be. So it's edible grade gold that you could smoke through. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very cool. It looks prestigious. <laughs> uh, but they're they're very affordable. Mm, yeah. Um, I found the Habano. There, so there's the black. I think it has a Habano wrapper or no, a Habano binder and a San Andreas wrapper. I think I could have that mixed up. It was like a perfect medium cigar. It was beautiful. You might want to look that up for me. Yep. Um, I had that yesterday. Uh, it's like Torpedo Box Press too, which is like again not nothing that I'm normally gonna have, but that was a really pleasant surprise. And then Nick called me in the middle of it, and we were talking about it. Um, Cavalier's a brand you're probably going to see uh, bouncing around the humidor getting launched at some point in the summertime the white obviously just a nice Connecticut wrapper uh, really mild experience a lot of cr- just a thick smoke uh, the Honduran tobacco does not have a lot of punch to it which is really nice when combined with that Connecticut wrapper buttery kind of taste to it um, can you tell me if I'm right on the uh, on the it was the Black Series 2 was the sample that we received, yeah. if I'm remembering correctly. Um, yeah, and it's uh, it's a San Andreas wrapper. So you yeah, had, yeah. You had, had it, it mixed up. Yeah, backwards, yeah, yeah, but it was like so – it was like a medium. It like did not have a lot of 
it just was it was a very like it was more huh. mellowed out than yeah. like a, your typical like San Andreas right. like like bomb you know right, so. right right cool so yeah Big Sky Cavalier Oliva coming through with a lot of new smokes for us here in the humidor over the next several months yeah um, now I think I have to get to the uh, the moment you guys are usually waiting for <laughs> during our podcast and Dave has here for me a mystery cigar I'm on a two game losing streak here. I'm getting a little mad. At first it was haha, funny, great, cool. Now I'm getting pissed off. And I know Dave wants to stump me. And, you know, I, he's been walking around the humidor with his chest puffed up and his shoulders. You know, he's been, he's been rubbing it in a little bit. And now I'm getting a little mad. I got to put the boy back down. Well, hey, after the first five episodes, which one of us was rubbing it in and walking around all puffed up? It yeah, wasn't but, me. But I'm the man. So. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's why you see that that right them. there. Comments like that are exactly why I had to knock you <laughs> I down. <rattled> a peg. <laughs> <laughs> comments like that are exactly why I had to knock you down a peg and and stump you a couple weeks. No, but, you've you've been good. You've been good. You've been turning it up. You've been stumping me. The, fi- the and nobody wants to see me go go win 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 win. They want to see you. They want you to dunk on me so that they could all come in the humidor, and then dunk on me and right. ask me what happened. And then I, right. It's a whole big. It's a whole big thing. Yeah. Dave's been killing it for two for two episodes now. But I'm back here today to try to get my revenge. And what I have today is this dark almond brown. It looks like a it looks like a Toro, a six by fifty Toro. Anybody who knows me knows this is like my perfect size. Give me a six by fifty Toro every single day of the week. Uh, you know, the dry the 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 dry pull on the cigar after I cut the cap is like, I just get this fruity vibe a lot of the time from a Habano cigar. Hmm. I get this dried fruit vibe, like a dry, like a fig or a dark cherry kind of dried out thing. It's awesome. I know pretty pretty soon into that, like before even lighting it, that it's a Habano. Um, so we're gonna light this thing up. Yeah. I'm gonna take my time with it over the course of this episode, try to figure out what it is that Dave's got for me here. But six by fifty Toro, right, or is it a fifty two? Well. Uh, you tell me. I'm not going to give that away. It looks to like you a 50. Yet. Okay. 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 It looks like a 50. Um, you'll know about. You'll know at the end which which it was. But um, smells great. Smells like a yeah. cigar, which yeah. is right up my alley. <laughs> looks like a cigar. Smells like, looks a, like cigar. a cigar. So I'm gonna cut this thing and light it. We're gonna throw it over to our boy Lee Graves from Kristoff, yeah. who brought us a really awesome interview this week, talking about how he got started moving from Oklahoma to New York City with no job in the middle of the pandemic. Wild. That's kind of strange. Um, and then everything that the Christoph portfolio has to offer. So we're going to go ahead and throw it over to Lee. Let me smoke this one. And when I come back, we're going to try to, we're going to try to get our, get the crown back. The <laughs> King dropped his crown, man. I, I can't find it. You got to so write the shit, man. We'll see where we're at. In the meantime, have fun listening to Lee. Okay, we're here with Lee Graves, sales account representative at Kristoff. Uh, Lee, thank you so much for joining us, man. We're so stoked to have you, um, mm-hmm. mostly because Kristoff, for us in this humidor, was a brand that had no representation until you became our territory manager. That's mm-hmm. awesome. We want to ask you first, how are you doing? How'd you get started with Kristoff? Hey, first off, thanks for having me on. Great to hear from you guys. Uh, glad to be working with you. Uh, so yeah, I got started with Kristoff. I uh, I ran a retail shop back in my home state of Oklahoma for about six years. So I got to know uh, my local rep, Yermo, very well through that. 
uh, Christoph was uh, when I kind of took over the ordering. That was one of the first brands that I brought in myself. So it was kind of my little that section of the humidor was kind of very special in my little baby. So uh, me and Guillermo were very close, and through that I got to know uh, the VP of Sales, uh, Jared, and then in turn the president, Glenn. And uh, so I worked with them pretty closely for a number of years, and then a couple years ago uh, I moved out to New York, and uh, it was in the middle of the pandemic, so there weren't a whole lot of jobs opening up in the cigar rep territory, but uh, I knew that's what I wanted to do. So. You know, I just try to stay in touch with as many people as I could, and uh, one of those was uh, was Christoph. And uh, about a year later, I got the call from Jared and said, "Hey, I think we got a spot for you. Would you still be interested?" And you know, the rest is history. Here we are, six months later. Right. That's that's pretty cool that you you got Christoph started in that in that shop of yours. You know, um, that that you you were the one to sort of get them get them in on the shelves there. You end up working for him. Then, you know, all these years later, you come through here and help us get Kristoff essentially like re restarted in our humidor. Um, you know, we were talking about this before coming coming on the air, like that. Kristoff uh, was a brand that was suffering, honestly, in our in our humidor here. Um, you know, yeah. people had sort of lost interest. It sort of fell through the cracks a little bit, right? And um, mm-hmm. and then uh, you know a guy like you comes through who's got some some drive and some hunger to like yeah. and, and passion about cigars like that's that is everything we want in in uh in a brand rep like that so you know it's all been working quite well now and how many cigars how many christoph cigars we have on the shelves in here now i mean if i can name them we have cristania cristania maduro mm-hmm. habano corona maduro corona mm-hmm. connecticut corona that's five right guardrail is six um, Cristania yeah. Toro, mm-hmm. Cristania Maduro Toro. Mm-hmm. That's that's what seven. Vengeance is eight. Yeah. Pissed off is nine. Right. Three different sampler packs. That's twelve. I met Lee in October, so <laughs> right. um, that's about half the lineup. So I still got a little work to do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we just I just put the Connecticut on the last order. Okay. So, because yeah. I love that, I love it the Christophe Connecticut. It is good. so. It's one of the best Connecticut's I've ever had. Mm-hmm. I could talk about them all day, but Lee, what was it about Christoph initially when you were working at your store that made that brand just kind of become like, okay, this is my little section. This is what I want to put my faith in. This is what I want to sell to people who come into the shop. Yeah, uh, I mean. First off, I think it was the flavor and construction. Um, I really like that uh, we do a really good job, I think, of showcasing the wrapper. And uh, so, you know, when you when you look at a Christoph lineup, for the most part, the name of the cigar, it tells you exactly what's going to be in it. And, you know, when you pick up our Connecticut, it, you get a big blast of that, like, classic barnyard, hay, mm-hmm. cedar, a little bit of coffee. You know, when you pick up our Cameroon, it's that big, nutty sweet creaminess so um, I thought it was the best for an educational brand where someone goes I want to you know I'm just learning cigars and I want to know more about it so I said hey you need to check out Kristoff because that's going to teach you a lot about the tobaccos that go into cigars you can it's a perfect example of each different wrapper I think Um, so that was a big one and then also like I said the construction Um, they we or we funnel a lot of all of our money we don't do a lot of advertising um which is a place that where if we don't have good representation 
that's where we kind of fall behind because you know if you pick up a cigar aficionado you're not going to see us with a two-page ad in there but that money that we're not spending on that is going back into uh quality control we uh we draw test every single one of our cigars um whereas most companies you know they may say they roll 50 they're going to pull one out put it on a draw test machine if that works, they assume the other 49 are good. Uh, we go and take the time to do every single cigar that ends up in the box gets straw tested. Um, all of our tobaccos are double and triple fermented, uh, high age cigars. And then also in the rolling process in the, in the filler, what's called bunching. There's two main methods. Um, and we're not alone in this, but not everyone does it. There's the method of booking where you basically take your five or so leaves that are going into your filler and you just kind of crunch them together and then you roll that up with your binder to create the shape of the cigar what we do is we hand roll every single leaf that goes into the filler into it's called in two bar mm -hmm. it means basically little straws so that creates a nice solid airflow that goes throughout the entire cigar yeah Jeez. the construction is is a noticeable feature of Kristoff. and then um you so you were here you were here with us a uh, what has it been a couple six months weeks. ago yeah six weeks ago yeah uh we had a nice mm -hmm. little event here and got to sort of show off some of these cigars that uh were not on our shelves previously that we were uh getting getting restarted here but there was one cigar in particular that had some very uh unique <laughs> characteristics when it comes to the blend and that was the guardrail and we were like showing off the guardrail as this you know launching this new line in our humidor Tell us, Lee, like what what's up with the guardrail and why why was it uh, why was everyone so excited about it that night? <laughs> well, so yeah, there's two two stories really that fall behind the guardrail, and I'll I'll start with the blend. Um, so, a couple years back, uh, and Glenn got together and they wanted to make a cigar to commemorate a very specific moment in Glenn's life, which I'll get back to. But so they wanted to do something very unique. And uh, so they were talking with the guy who sources their tobacco and they said, you know, we want to do something that no one else is doing. And uh, he said, well, funny you should say that I've got a guy in Zimbabwe and he's growing tobacco for, for you know, local machine rolled cigars. I didn't even know they made tobacco in Zimbabwe, uh, but it's, it stays pretty local. And uh, but they had a mutated crop that was too big. It was gumming up their machines. They just couldn't use it for their purposes of machine rolled cigars so he said well why don't you send me this is interesting i've never even heard tobacco from zimbabwe why don't you send me a pound and we'll play with it and uh he got it and it it was ugly as all get out it had you know big splotches on it it's really veiny it's very oily it it, it did not look like something you would want to put on your cigar but it turns out the flavor was fantastic it has this really kind of campfire really earthy a little bit of sweetness to it um so they played around with it and they found out it worked really well as a filler when paired with the uh we've got the brazilian air paraca wrapper dominican habano binder and then the zimbabwe and some more dominican in the filler um so that's something that really stands out we're the only company using zimbabwean tobacco um and probably will be for the foreseeable future so that's what's exciting about that blend and then the other side is the name guardrail it comes from the owner of the company glenn case uh he's a 
formerly was a big motorcycle rider. So he was oddly enough down in Oklahoma about a couple miles from where I was living at the time doing an event with a, and someday you guys will have to get him on. He tells the story so much better than I do, but <laughs> long story short, he went on a big ride and he was feeling bad about it all day, ignored a couple of signs. You know, he, his license was expired and he talked the guy into renting him the bike anyway. He, you know, he, he kind of ignored every stop sign, but uh, <laughs> he ended up at the very end of the ride. Uh, he was doing about 75 miles an hour, taking a right-hand turn and the back wheel just gave out and threw him into a guardrail complete he was in the hospital in oklahoma city for seven days completely restructured his they had to completely restructure his eye socket he's got bolts up and down his legs he broke both legs broke an arm bust his eye socket collarbone uh it was he was afraid he wasn't gonna get to walk and talk again and now if you see him you you would never know except for maybe if you ran him you know through tsa he lights that up but (laughs) so he he wanted to do something special to commemorate his recovery, so that's he that's where we get the name guardrail after uh, the guardrail that he ran into. Oh my god! Amazing! What a story! Amazing! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so awesome to hear about how the process that Christoph cigars undergo mm. before they get on our shelf, because that's one thing I've always noticed about Christoph cigars ever since I started smoking them at our last shop, Virgil. Uh, up in North Buffalo, um, I remember Christoph had been there for as long as I could remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, they yeah. had this nice little spot. You know, I'll plug the store because we love that. I mean, yeah. let's just be honest; like, yeah. we love that fucking store. Mm-hmm. So uh, they have this nice little spot in the humidor, and the flow takes you to the right, and the right kind of like waist high on the left side, mm-hmm. and the boxes do do an awesome job of describing the strength. They kind of do our job for us, which we always love. Mm-hmm. I don't know why companies don't do that as often uh just clearly state like the intensity the flavor notes you'll get Mm -hmm. the uh wrapper binder filler obviously a little description um christoph connecticut's especially to me have a little bit of kick to them not the most mild thing but not certainly not like you know like a a kick in the teeth Mm -hmm. but i always noticed that they were just a little bit different than other cigars and i never really knew why until i met you and then you described the you know, you really break it down for us, describing the process that the cigars undergo. Um, the really the only other brand that I could equate them to, as far as the experience for me, is Drew Estate. Hmm. Just the flavor is just very loud, um, and I always wondered why that was. And now I kind of have a better idea of um, yeah. why they're just so why they're just so flavorful. But then the other thing is like they're half the price of some. Ad- Drew Estate's right. bigger offerings, and it's like that's so impressive to be like, I can go to get a you know, uh, what you know, a Cristania Maduro in here for six twenty five or six fifty, and it's just a perfect encapsulation mm. of how a Maduro should taste. It's got that subtle sweetness. It's got that medium, medium plus profile. Yeah, so I just think that that's such an impressive thing. That's more of yeah. not really a question. That's just more of a personal little diatribe about my experience with with Kristoff. Yeah. I did not know uh, before talking to you now Lee, I did not know that um that and two bar is is that used across the board in throughout the Kristoff portfolio? Yes. Yeah. Everything is rolled in two yeah. bar. Yeah, and that that makes perfect sense now that you say it. I didn't know that before, but like it just uh 
it, you know, it explains the consistency and the construction and draw and a nice open draw with just that little bit of resistance is like, mm -hmm. for me, a necessary piece to be able to, you know, really enjoy a cigar. Um, so, so anyway, moving mm -hmm. on though, we were, we were wondering like, wait, so <laughs> you're, you said right now you're, you know, at a, at a, some, some gas station or truck stop or something in somewhere, he's like somewhere in New Hampshire, you know, on the yeah. road. Tell us, man, what it's like, like we've asked this question of a bunch of other like traveling reps and stuff, you know, um, it, it probably takes a, a special kind of person to be, to be able to do this job and sort of, you know, live a, a big chunk of your life on the road. Do you, do you, is that a part of the job that you love and, and cherish and like look forward to, or is it, uh, you know, is it something that you put up with? <laughs> no, you know, it's, it really is something that I love. Mm -hmm. uh, especially I consider myself lucky. I think I probably have, if not the, one of the most beautiful territories in the country. Uh, I have upstate New York, I have New York city and I have new England. I mean, it's uh, so I'm always in very diverse lush terrain or I'm in New York or I'm in Boston in a big, heavy dense uh metropolitan area yeah i'm always somewhere exciting i get all four seasons um and i i've always loved to travel and i prefer to drive when i travel so it's kind of you know i'm living the best of both worlds i get uh i get to travel during the during the week and go off and live in the country and i live in new york city which i love but it's a lot of hustle bustle so you know i might spend the week up in maine uh you know on the beach not not on the beach necessarily i'm still working but you know i'm on the coast seeing some beautiful nice little slower pace of life and then basically come home to vacation and uh get to live the big city life and then escape it next week you know <laughs> so uh, while we're on that subject what was it like moving from oklahoma to new york city yeah wow <laughs> it's a little different that's for sure yeah <laughs> it it was great uh you know i'd spent a lot of time in new york uh my sister lives in Brooklyn, has lived there for about eight years now. So I come up to visit her every so often. And uh, I truly love, uh, I like it both. I was raised in the country. I was raised in a small town of Jinx about, uh, when I moved there, there's about 6,000 people in the town. Um, so I was raised in a very small area. We had cattle in our backyard, uh, but I always loved, loved the city life too. So. I'd done country for long enough. I decided it was time. Uh, I wanted something different, and my girlfriend got a good opportunity in New York. So we moved out there, and honestly, we kind of hit the ground with our feet running. Uh, we uh, we kind of adapted really quickly. We love it there. Uh, I don't know if we'll be there forever. Maybe I'll be back in the country someday. Maybe maybe somewhere in the Northeast. I don't know. I'm kind of a rolling stone. I'll, I'll see where I land. <laughs> That's awesome, man. So you arrived in New York City without the Christoph job. Uh, that... I arrived in New York City without a job. <laughs> Holy crap. In the middle of the yeah, panic. Yeah, that was a little scary, to be honest. But, I, you right. know, I knew something would pop up. Oh. What, would it, what, what was it looking like before you got the call? Was it looking like uh, a bank or something? Or, like, mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. They got a lot no, of Whole so, Foods in Brooklyn, right? Don't they? they they're 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 <laughs> they're with it, you know. I don't know. What was it like? Yeah. Well, so I was, I got a job. I was only unemployed for a total of about four weeks, about a month. Um, I I left my job at the cigar box in Midwest City, Oklahoma, just outside Oklahoma City, in February, 
late February of 21 and we moved in the beginning of March and then by April I had uh, taken a job with a local beer distributor because um, that's kind of the two fields that I was in I uh, the spot that I worked at in Midwest City there was a uh, retail shop first but we had a bar and lounge in the back so I had done you know all the wine and spirit side so I knew mm-hmm. that a uh, Cigar industry wasn't really hiring at the time, but I knew that I could probably do something on the other side with the wine and spirits. So I worked with a beer distributor for about a year. Uh, honestly, it was great. Uh, perfect way to learn in the city. They put me on, I was on foot selling beer in Manhattan. Uh, so I, I had to get ingrained real quick. I, uh, I covered about 300 stores from 9th, Ave- or 9th to 34th Street, all the way from uh, the Hudson to the East River. Jesus. So you just were on yeah, foot going door to door trying to sell sell this beer? Yeah. Yeah, oh. yeah. Uh, and wow. You know, I got to see from the very top all the way to the bottom. I was uh I was selling into steakhouses, nightclubs, delis, bodegas, corner stores, uh Walgreens, Dwayne Reeds. So it was I kind of got to do see every facet of the city. Right. Wow. Yeah, so then so then you were you were you were out of the cigar industry for like a, about a year and then mm-hmm. yeah it drew you right back in which you know which you know talking to you I knew I'd be back. you're right exactly that's exactly what i was going to say like after talking to you at that event and like you know sitting and smoking with you for for that day like you're you ha- you're one of these guys that you know uh just just know is a cigar guy you, you know it kind of it definitely comes across and we were you know having a lot of fun just like nerding out over blends and tobaccos and stuff and and so that stuff is really cool and much appreciated um and so you know i guess that kind of leads me to the that last question which uh you know we love to ask of guys that come on the show and try to get them to take off the the badge of whatever brand it is that they're representing and so you know, the sort of desert island situation, right? You can only have one cigar for the rest of your life and but it can't it can't be a Kristoff. And those are the so so what what cigar would you go with? What's your what's your like go to if you could only have one? Uh to be honest for me that's really easy. Uh it was kind of my first love in the cigar world, you know, just like everyone else. I uh, I started We'll say I started at 18, but probably a little bit earlier. Uh, but, on, you know, flavored stuff, I was doing it. And there's nothing wrong with those, but, you know, that's just where I started. I was doing uh, – I really loved – what was it? Back then it was Nashville. Now it's La Rutan, the Elixir. It was Connecticut with a little flavored cap. I was doing those, you know, some CAO flavors, that kind of thing. Yeah, and then yeah. I remember being at a uh, – a party at a friend's house who their parents they they owned a shop in my hometown of jinx uh, and that's actually who got me into cigars and he said hey go pick out anything uh out of my humidor that you want to smoke so i went and looked and i saw the usual suspects there's some romeo and julietas some macanudos but there was this like dark leather brown uh box or cigar that was in a box press which i had never really seen before had a real simple label on it and uh, that was a Padron 4000 Maduro, <laughs> and I, it had so much flavor. It it overpowered me on the strength a little bit. I wasn't quite ready for that yet, but I grew to love it. And uh, 
So I, I've got a passion for Padron. I love, I think they make a quality product. And my uh, Desert Island cigar is definitely the 1964 Superior. It's their little, somewhere between a Lonsdale and a Lancero. Oh, yeah. Right. Great size. Wish that size was more popular yeah. in here, but. Yeah. Man, that, that brings me I, back to uh, yeah. when you gave me that Christoph Maduro in the. Uh, in the that long yes. Lancero, yes. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah, we both we both had that cigar that night. That was awesome. Oh, yeah, that was so good. Yeah, I'm a sucker for a small ring gauge. It's just uh, you get so much packed flavor into it. It's uh, and they're I don't know they're very elegant. Cool. So the Padron six nineteen sixty four anniversary Superior. That's an awesome answer. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. and, and I, right up my alley too. That's a Dave. Well. That's a Dave cigar. It's funny. Last night I had two women in the store at like six o'clock and i you know i was winding down i was checking our social media i was just you know cleaning up sweeping filling boxes that sort of thing and then they came in and asked for the padrone and i showed them the padrone and then they're asking me uh if it's worth the money and <laughs> this woman there's one older woman one younger woman and the younger woman is looking for some looking for some like a husband or a boyfriend or something or a, mm-hmm. maybe a brother i don't know I don't get that personal. Um, <laughs> so uh, I, I was trying to go. Um, so yeah. uh, she asked me if it's worth the money. And I said, I wish Dave was here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I'm like, well, short answer, yes. Yeah. Right. And she's like, would you smoke these? And I said, Yeah. But, like, if you give me 28 bucks, yeah. I'm going to take that 28 bucks and go get, like, four or five cigars. But none of them are <laughs> going to compare to yeah. what's in front of you. Right, right. So, like, if it's a special experience or just, like, if that's what he likes, if he's a Padron guy, yeah. there's no point in going in to get other stuff because you're just getting – you're just not going to get what that guy wants. Yeah. And yeah. then they're, they're, you know, right. they're, they're waffling back and forth between natural Maduro and I'm like – are you going to smoke one? And she goes, yeah. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. They're both going to hitch. They're both going to, they're both going to let you know they're there, Yeah. you know? And they ended up going with a couple of 64s and a couple of 26s. So like the spend was like 70 bucks for a couple of cigars, but like, you know, there's that, just no substitute. You know, there is none. Like, yeah. There is none. Yeah. Right. I, I, yeah. And that's what I told her. I'm like, I can go get you, you know, five. I don't, I'm not going to name drop. Right, but like I can go get you five different cigars that average out to seven, eight bucks a piece. They're gonna be good. They're not gonna be a Padron. Right, right. So, yeah, I mean that's just a funny story about Padron altogether. I I really can't I can't let you go without knowing what your favorite Kristoff is you since go. you've started smoking it. Yeah. That's what I'm I'm curious oh. about. That's another one that's easy. I love Cameroons, and I think we have one of the best ones on the market. Uh, it's a true African Cameroon, Mirafel. We age it for seven years. It's just a very decadent, rich, creamy, nutty cigar. I think we do it right. It's uh, That's easily my favorite one. It's uh, not the most popular uh, because Cameroon's such a finicky wrapper, and we live in such an area with, with let's call it erratic weather. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a little hard. You know, if you're smoking outside and it's – 40 degrees outside and you just pulled it out of a humidor that's at 70 70 it may not perform like it should but you know if you can get it in the right environment in a lounge uh i think our cameroon can't be beat beautiful yeah i'd say my favorite is probably that uh maduro corona yeah that thing is just 
I used to smoke those all the time when I was on shift at Virgil just because they're so potent, so flavorful, not not peppery, just a smooth experience, that little ring gauge. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of it. I, I think Dave is too. Yeah. The Christoph um, Maduro is one of the one of the very earliest premium cigars I ever sort of got got hooked on for for a little, you know, a couple of months there. I was I was I was exclusively smoking that cigar. Um, but I'm going to go with the Vengeance nowadays. I got to go with the Vengeance. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a great choice. That's yeah. my number two. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love that stick that, that it's got it's got this like salty sweetness to it, I find. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, awesome combination and, you know, uh, full flavored, you know, medium full body, something like that. Just really smooth and full flavored. It's really good. Really it's good. really funny because like I remember it was like last – August or September or something, and it was before we had, it was before you had come in to meet me, Lee. The one day I think it was like yeah. a Monday afternoon, and it was just me here. Um, I was at the other shop, right, and I had bought a Vengeance mm. in a big, like the Matador size, right? Is that right? Mm. Um, and I remember thinking, man, we gotta get, we gotta get some of these friggin' things. Like, this is this is nice. Yeah. You know, I think I was yeah. watching college football. I just did like housework all day. I was yeah. like, I want a big, I want to sit here for two hours yes. and just shut everything down, yeah. right? Yeah. And uh, yeah. I remember having it, and I'm like, man, this fucking thing is good. Yeah. I like this. This is like outside of my wheelhouse, right. but this is this was a great choice. And then I had a couple more, a couple days in a row, and I was like, damn, man, we gotta get this Kristoff thing figured out. I didn't do anything about it because it was still a busy time for us. And then you know, two, three weeks later, in walks Lee. Hey, and I think I told him about it. I think I told you about it, Lee. Yeah. I was like, oh, oh yeah. yeah. I just yeah. had these a couple weeks ago. You know, we had had some trouble for a little while, like getting in touch with certain people to get the cigars in, but that was all gone now. Um, you know, and now that you're in the fold here with us, David, I re- just we just love a guy who's enthusiastic about the cigars, yeah. who we see often, who we can nerd out, you yeah. nerd out with a little bit. Yeah. It's like the perfect combination for us, like – if, if, if you're buying into them, then like we're going to want to buy into them. And that's literally the only thing we've received from you in your first, what, seven months doing this. It's been awesome. We're really proud and glad to have Christoph Cigars on display here at the world-famous Tall Chief Cigars Humidor and Lounge. And we're going to work on expanding that line because we just think they're all really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that Cameroon, we might have to might have to think about that next. Cameroon, man. Yeah, yeah. I I, yeah, yeah. I could do more with I could do more with Cameroons. <laughs> yeah, but uh, maybe maybe yeah. now that we're getting toward the fairer weather, it, it comes very highly recommended. It does. So, it's yeah. the guy's favorite. That's right. Yeah, he works for them, so he knows. You know. So anyway, Lee, we're you know we're we're really glad you were able to join us and talk a little bit about your experience and your story is pretty cool, going from uh, where you were to where you are now during that time in our lives that we'll always remember and you know we're we're super happy that you you found us on whatever list you had and walked through the door and we're really looking forward to bringing the whole the whole line of things here uh for Christoph yeah for the rest of the year and beyond so yeah. we just want to thank you for joining us no that means so much thanks again you guys have been too kind uh if you guys if anyone listening hasn't been out to native pride go it's one of the best shops you're going to find. Carl and Dave know what they're talking about. They're awesome guys. I'm very happy to be working for them. So, uh, yeah, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. That's awesome. Thanks a lot, Lee. We'll talk to you soon, man. Thanks, dude. Later, thanks, brother. Guys.
Huge thanks to Lee Graves from Christoph for joining us today, taking some time out of his busy schedule to talk about life, cigars, Christoph, moving, Padron. We covered it all. That was really cool. And, uh, you know, he's, he's, a fun, he's a good looking dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, the lead in, the lead into that was, could I say, you know, I would have gone with like distinguished Southern gentlemen, but yeah, sometimes you're a good looking dude. We got to tell you, man. You no, know? it's always so much fun to talk to like younger guys like Lee's around our age and he's, and he's uh, just super passionate about tobacco and cigars. Like that, he is very well placed at Kristoff and and just in the cigar industry in general. You know? Yeah, and since he walked in here, we've expanded the Kristoff line so much because he's enthusiastic. He sells a good cigar, and the price is really right on Kristoff. Mm-hmm. So you can get a really good cigar for under seven bucks if you're looking at Kristoff, <laughs> which is, you know, not out not normal not out of the realm of, you know, crazy mm-hmm. for us, right? Yeah. Like it's pretty pretty expected when you walk in here. But yeah. anyway. Dave, I got bad news for you, dude. Uh-oh. I think I know what this is. Oh, jeez. But I have it narrowed down to three different things. Okay. So just hang with me. All right. I it To me, it appears to be a, a 6x50 Toro. Um, It's a weird size, though, but I like it. I know, it's in my, I know it's in my preferred wheelhouse. And I'm going to admit, for the first third of this cigar, I had no idea what it is. Um, it's a Habano, I could tell, but it's very watered down. It's mm. as if something has happened to it, or it's undergone something, or there's some other element in there that I just can't pick up. Right. And that's like really perplexing to me as I go into the cigar because I just don't know what it could be. Usually it's a Habano. It's like a lot of baking spice for me. I get like a little bit of like a pretzel-y kind of vibe mm. sometimes mm. with like salt. Like that's really – that stuff is really good to me every time it hits the mark, which is awesome – but this one is like a medium Habano, which is weird. So I can't place it immediately in my head. Um, my first thought was it's an Oliva O because it has that similar construction. I think right. they make a 6x50 Toro. Right. It's got that dark brown kind of wrapper. Um, but it can't be because the Oliva O is always spicy to me. Yeah, that's a spicy one, right? Yeah. So I'm like smoking this thing, and I'm trying to smell the smoke. And the smoke is really aromatic, and there's something different about it. It's not just like regular cigar smoke. It's just more of a... I can't say, but some, there, this, this cigar has undergone a process. I could tell by tasting it. It's different and it's unique. So it's not, I've had a lot of Oliva O's in my life and I didn't feel really confident in that choice. So if I'm moving on, I, I begin to think, could it be a Cameroon? Could it be an Oliva G, right? So now you got me kind of twisted up where I'm like, well, there's really no nutty element to the cigar, but like, I'm convinced it's an Oliva because the construction's good and the draw is really good and the size really. I've kind of the past couple episodes have been a little bit too tied to size instead of um, trying to understand exactly what it is. So mm-hmm. I've gone. I haven't. I've kind of taken my focus off of what the cigar is doing and like just went right for the size, trying to use my memory, which never works. <laughs> so I'm 0 for 2 using that strategy. It sucks. I'm tossing it. So in the last third, I'm I'm kind of coming around to figuring this thing out and. Uh, I begin to think there's a taste here that I am not familiar with. What could that be? Um, and then I, I'm kind of going around the humidor in my head, and I'm thinking, oh, is this a some kind of bourbon barrel-aged or barrel-aged cigar, right? Hmm. And then I think to myself, this could very easily be a diesel whiskey row. Hmm. And uh, it's not a cigar that I have a lot of experience with. Okay. But I know that the taste is unusual for a Habano cigar. Yes. A lot of the Habano cigars we have, 
in the store, they bring you that spicy element in the last third. This mm-hmm. didn't have that. So that's when I really got to thinking and just sitting with it, paying attention to it, whatever. Out of those three options, uh, I'm going to I'm going to guess that you gave me a diesel whiskey road Toro. And that would be my final answer. I got it? Yeah, you got oh, it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You got it. Here's the I'm band the right Schneid. here. There's the band Whiskey Row. But I'm going to I'm going to correct the record here and say that you got you got you got to bone up on your sizes, man. Size has always been a problem for me. Robusto the Robusto in the Whiskey Row is a 5 and a half by 52. The Toro is a 6 and a half by 50. So it was the Robusto that I gave you. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So open my eyes, basically. It was, open your eyes. Open my eyes. And, uh, you know, but that's okay. You, you I, I got to give you the win on this, you know. I think that that's I, close enough. I knew that the bit that the, the whiskey row having that barrel aged, uh, you know, quality was the one thing that might give it away. You know, it was just the, like you said, this cigar in particular has a flavor that is is undeniable and is very unique it's like one of those cigars that doesn't really have an equal there's so many cigars that fall into specific like defined categories and one could very well be the other and they all sort of blend together but the whiskey row i think is is one that flavor wise is very unique and so awesome you know yeah so you 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 know okay all right so we're six and two give you the win we're six and two i'm feeling good I'm, I, am I back? I don't know. I'm not. You're not back until you win two or three in a row. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Especially after the start you had. So you kind of made your own bed going five and zero like that. Like I got know. a good, I got a good lead. I got a good lead. So Later, boys. it's been awesome. Thank you guys. Our live studio audience has taken off. We'll see you boys later. That, thank you. Thank you. Very good. Hope the mic caught that one. Uh, <laughs> awesome. So. We want to thank you guys for hanging out with us here for, you know, hour, hour 15 or so, hopefully smoking a cigar, hopefully enjoying a cigar with your windows open or your garage door open or just on your chair in the back because enough is enough already, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I'm feeling good. I know Dave's feeling good. He'll get back. Don't worry, guys. Yeah, don't worry about it's Dave. It's not He's, over. We're just getting we're started. We're just getting started. We got, a, we got years to go in this thing. I'm sure it'll level out. But for now, I'm feeling great. I hope you guys are too. Yeah. Last thing to cover here is the Oliva helping hands foundation event if you guys were interested in having a special exclusive very rare cigar that you could only find at the world famous tall chief cigars humidor and lounge on may 18th you're going to want to get here between 5 and 8 p.m oliva josh is going to be here repping the brand with us 10 percent off oliva all night long plenty of places to sit hang out live music food drink lots of people lots of cool bikes lots of swag lots of giveaways you know how we do Big thanks to Lee Graves for pulling over on the on the side of the highway and giving us a half hour of his time while he's out there making the rounds. That was really cool. And uh, an- another big thank you also to Kevin George for the for the sweet tunes. We appreciate and love you, Kev. So thanks for that. And thank you all for listening again. This was episode eight, the Tall Chief Cigar Circle podcast. We'll see you guys next time. Peace. Peace.